1: Going on, sports fans. Lawrence Patchman lying here, bringing you into another exciting edition of the Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. We're in Game 15, top of the third, and you know, it's the day before August 1st. It's July 31st. Trade deadline is approaching, or is about to happen in some weird way, in some sort. So, a lot of trades have happening. Um, seems the New York ball clubs are imploding. So everyone around there, everyone around the world's rejoicing about that, especially people that don't like the Yankees. And, you know, unfortunately the Mets look good on paper, but you know, they only looked really good in like an MLB the show situation where they could probably win a world series. But we're going to get to that later in the show. We're going to talk who is the worst of the two in New York right now. And my, and I'll spoil it right now. It's the Yankees and Bill can argue with me about that later, but regardless, it's not very much of an argument. We'll just... No, hey, it's not much of an argument, but, you know, I have a cast and crew here. It's just Bill Murphy and Mike the Pun Master Rifkin in the building. So, what's up, guys?
2: Hey, what's up,
3: Batchman?
1: Uh, you know, I'm watching the Yankees lose 5-1 right now in the bottom of the fourth. So, it's, it's a purdy sight, I will say.
0: pun Sounds like a purdy sight. Pun Master, how you doing tonight? Doing well, my friend. I, I feel like I haven't talked to you in ages. I I've worked with Bell recently, but you, I don't feel like I've spoken to you we in haven't,
1: a while. We haven't had like a face to face on Zoom conversation in a while. We, we you know? have not. You know, we, we, we text a little bit back and forth since I was on vacay a couple week um a week ago. And then you know we didn't see each other last week because of schedule conflicts because I wasn't able to be a part of Face Turn and you know me getting home Friday getting ready for SIP I decided to try to take an hour power nap and that turned into me sleeping for twelve
0: hours. Listen, that just shows you're tired. So that's where you are, Mally, Jeff. We held oh. down the fort on Face Turn.
1: Yeah, uh, F- we've written fact- Noah
0: off screen as a whole. So so we shipped. um
1: so we ship Noah back to FCW or OVW.
0: Deep down, he's still upset the spirit squad's gone.
1: So
3: you two are uh, Zoom FaceTime. It looks like I'm third wheeling, huh?
0: Oh, yeah. The,
1: the I mean, you should be used matches. to that,
0: shouldn't you? Ooh. What was that? Ooh. You should be used to that, shouldn't you? Yeah, I kind
3: of am at this point.
1: <laughs> Oof. Big oof. And, and also, deep down, the no wishes the Judgment Day was his favorite faction. Deep down, he misses retribution. Yeah, he does miss re- retribution. But... In the we words talk- of Monty Python,
2: get on with it!
1: I will get on with it, Bill, but, you know, we'll talk pro wrestling later in the week on the Face Turn Podcast, but for now, it's... Um, our rundown for the night is very simple. Trade deadline. The QB battle up in San Fran. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has some comments about, um, you know, uh, Sean Payton saying stuff about, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. And you know, we talked about just a little bit earlier um, who's worse, the Yankees or the Mets, but. That's later in the show. Let's get to the trade deadline. And some World trade Cup deadline. stuff too later. And, and, and a little bit of the World Cup because you know the World Cup's going on and I think everyone just forgets about the World Cup.
2: We still love you, ladies.
1: Yes, we do. But you know, trade deadline is um, you know, the magical moment in baseball where, you know, we head into the last two months of the season and whether teams are gonna buy, 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 or sell, sell, sell. So we're going to do a little quick recap of stuff that has transpired. And, you know, so far the Rangers are the ones pushing all the chips. In. They go out and get a Chapman from the Royals. And then they go out and get the big tic- one of the big tickets out of New York with Max Scherzer waving his no trade clause and saying, Yep, I'm out. I'm heading out. Rifkin, what are your thoughts about
0: that? I can't say I'm surprised, um, especially after Scherzer's comments. I think Friday night after his start against the Nationals uh, with the David Robertson deal. Uh, Am I shocked it was Texas? Not really, because I thought, listen, if you think you can win a World Series, you go for it. So... uh, I think if you're a Met fan, you understand why Max Scherzer had to go. I think if you're the Rangers, you need the arm because Jacob DeGrom's not coming back anytime soon. But, you know, he's done for the year. So, Texas gets a guy who will probably start in game two of the playoffs, maybe even game one, depending on how they view Nathan of But they need an arm. They go out and get Max Scherzer. Yeah.
1: Another team that's, you know, bidding for a World Series are the Orioles. Back on July 19th, they acquired um, Shintar Fujinami from the Athletics for Easton Lucas. Orioles, you know, riding that hot seat with the battle between them and the Rays for first place in the East. Um, They got a nice win on Sunday Night Baseball against the Yankees where they put up seven the first inning and went on to win, I think it was like nine to two or nine to four. One of the two. I can't remember off the top of my head. All I always know is they put up nine runs and the O's are looking hot. Bill.
3: Oh, I wanted to say something about Max Scherzer. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I just want to say, um, you know, with Scherzer and how the Rangers got Montgomery on Saturday and listen, next year, you know, I agree with what, um, Rifkin said about, you know, them getting another arm with DeGrom out. But think about it next year, guys. If De- DeGrom comes back next year, that pitching rotation is going to be scary.
0: All oh, the 2021 Mets or 2022 fe- Mets felt the same way.
3: And there has been talk, which I don't know if this is going to happen or not. You know, there has been talk that what's going to happen to Verlander. You know, he does have a no-trade clause, so he has a say. But there is talk that if he gets traded, he's going to either back to Houston or to the Rangers. And can you picture next year, if that were to happen? Now, Rifkin probably thinks I'm totally crazy, so... uh, No,
0: I, I just can't see the Rangers doing that after the Scherzer deal.
3: No, I can't see it, too. I'm just throwing out a hypothetical. Um, if But could you see that rotation? Scherzer, Verlander, Montgomery, and DeGrom.
0: I also believe Montgomery's a free agent after the season. So this that might be a rental. I, I just I, I don't see Verlander going to Texas. A better chance of him going back to Houston. I think he's – Zinja brought up the name. I'm just going to say it. If I'm the Mets, I would keep Justin Verlander. Oh, I would too. For, for 2024, uh, you need to give the fans a reason to go to the ballpark next year. And let's be honest: if Justin Verlander is as good as he's been pitching, because he's been pitching great, you have him and Cody Senga at the top of that rotation. You're going to get Edwin Diaz back at the bullpen next year. Get another starter. Get a couple of arms in the bullpen. You're going to have to add some form of offense as well. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I would not hit reset and just trade Justin Verlander. I, I personally, I would keep him.
3: And yeah, speaking of the Rangers with Scherzer. What do you think about um the trade that the um they got in return with Acuna's younger Acuna's brother?
0: I hate presuming on prospects, but. Okay. From what I've heard, and I think Ronald Acuna said he was his brother's even more. Um, he's deeper in development than he was at the same age, so that 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 shows me something. He brings an element the Mets don't have. He has speed, and the Mets don't really have team speed. So I'm also intrigued by where they could play him because if he plays second base, shortstop. Those two positions seem to be locked up on the mat, so maybe you have to transition him to a corner outfield, or you transition someone else to a corner outfield spot. It's very interesting, but he's in double A, so you're probably a year, maybe two away from seeing him, yeah. unless he could convince his brother to come over. That's a whole another conversation. Then you'd be doing backflips when you rescue. I cannot do a backflip to save my life. I could barely do a front
1: flip. All right. with well, the keep going, uh with more recent trades. um, Dodgers always a team that's trying to build up the super team they tried to build in l a. Um, Kiki Hernandez is back over there. so good for them, also Joe Kelly's back over there, and he actually got traded back on the day he made the face. so fun little fun fact or where, you know, if no one knows that he made a... It, it was basically like a like a boo-hoo face to you, like deal with it.
0: It's hilarious. Ah, Joe Kelly. I also remember Carlos Correa taking him deep to the 2017 World Series.
2: Oh! Oh! Uh, Sorry, I couldn't
0: help it. I mean... The Dodgers are loaded, but they're going to be judged by if they win the World Series or not. I prefer the Lancelin addition to Joe Kelly, to be perfectly honest with you. Lancelin slots into that rotation really nice. You got Arias, you got Kershaw, and you got Tony Gonsolin, who may you may even want to move to the pen. That's probably your postseason rotation because... Dustin May's not coming back, and who knows on if Walker Ferris Bueller's coming back. Bueller, Bueller. So, And I, I, I think Lancelin still has something. I just think the White Sox for the second straight year have underachieved so badly that they had to
1: sell off pieces. Surprising team that, you know, didn't move the King piece to their team or the angels angels decided not to trade Otani to say that, Hey, we're in to try to make a playoff push. So they went out and got Lucas Galito and Ronaldo Lopez from the white Sox. So the angels are saying, Hey, we're going to try to win a world series to try to keep Mr. Otani here. When in fact, I would have, I would have tried to move Otani, but then again, you know, when talking with Danny Boy Reginald a day or two ago, basically, hey, let's just milk this Ohtani, um situation, keep him and try to keep selling tickets to make money.
3: Hey, he's a once in a generation player right
1: now. Uh, you know. And, a lot of you know, people
3: are calling him the modern day Babe Ruth.
1: And you know what? He's the modern day Otani. You know, You know what? People need to stop with these silly shenanigans of saying, oh, you know, he's the modern-day Babe Ruth, or, you know, oh, you know, Judge is the modern-day, you know, Mickey Mantle, will go with, you know? You know
3: what? And I'll say this, when you bring up Judge, when they asked him a week or so ago, what if Otani breaks your record? He said, I'd be excited for that. Because you know what? I think I'm starting to think when it comes to records, we're not as like, we're not as like, oh, records, records must be held forever.
0: Well, there's the saying, records are meant to be broken. So,
3: You know, if you remember back in um, 1961 when Maris and Mantle were going at it, they made a rule about, because it was the first 162-game season, they made a rule saying if you break it over 154, it's going to count as a separate record because they wanted to protect Roof's legacy. But I think now we kind of grown past that instead of holding on to records. Like you're right, Mike. It's the attitude is now. Well, records are meant to be broken.
1: Well, so you don't forget, we was playing different generation where he was getting an 85 mile per hour meatball down the middle.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, to, Pat, your your point, I actually do agree with you. I I, I would have considered trading Otani too. I just I don't think any GM wants to be known as the guy who traded Shohei Otani. I wouldn't want to be the one. Right, and, and so. The Angels have to push their chips all in and bank on, hey, maybe my trout comes back in September. Hey, maybe our starting pitching is good enough, and we get an opportunity in the wild card situation. The problem is they're not better than the Rays. They're not better than the Blue Jays. They're not better than the Orioles. They're not better than the Astros. I don't even know if they're – let's be real honest here. They're, I don't know if they're better than the Red Sox, who are playing great baseball despite losing two of three to the Giants o- over the weekend. They might be better than the Yankees by a slim margin, but I don't even think that's true because the Yankees at least could throw a Garrett Cole out there. And if Otani isn't Otani, I don't know what the Angels do. So I- I'd rather trade them for the young players and then – Rather than take my chances, because if you don't re-sign him, think about how far back you're going to be set.
2: Agreed. I would have just taken
3: like, and don't. But don't forget though, Rifkin. At the end of the season, Otani's going to be a free agent. That that's my point. So, is he going to stay with the Angels, or is he going to go somewhere else?
0: But but. But, Bill, that's my point in trading him, because now if I trade him, I get something back for him. If I I lose him in free agency and the only thing I get back is a a compensation draft pick, that kid's not going to be Shohei Otani, but I need him to be really, really freaking good. Actually, fun fact,
1: you can't trade um, draft picks in the MLB.
0: No, no, no. So they have this thing where if you – put the pick to a player, it's kind of like a franchise tag in football. That if another team signs and you the team losing the player gets what's called a compensation pick. Uh, the baseball you cannot trade picks. You're you're hundred percent right. Only morons like Colin Coward and Around yeah. think you can. Um <laughs> we, we we talked about that
1: last Monday and I, and I and I and I kept saying draft picks and I kept mocking Colin Coward.
0: Uh, Don't don't get me started, but you you can't, but you only get the comp pick. So in my opinion, if I trade him for four or five assets, because I know in my heart, I can't resign him. Unless there's been some negotiating going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, and that could be true as well. But if he leaves and all you're left with is a draft pick, and probably the $550 million he would have taken, you better use that money wisely. Fair point. They've had five years to improve this team with him, and they haven't done it.
1: And, you know, pretty much those are your logistically big moves in the MLB trade deadline.
3: So, with less than twenty four hours, what do you think's going
1: to happen? Yeah. Uh, uh, unless the Angels really decide to sell Otani, that y- y- you're not going to see any other really big names get traded. Basically, you know, you're 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 not going to see the Yankees like hypothetically go and say, hey, you know what, we don't want Garrett Cole anymore. Take Garrett Cole like, uh,
3: it like would be uh, uh, the dumbest thing that the front office would do. I,
0: I don't see that one.
1: <sighs> that would be literally the dumbest thing. That's what I'm saying. Like unless Otani gets like uh, unless like something like that happens or 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 maybe if Verlander decides the wave is no trade mm-hmm. and get traded too
0: and just get out of New York. I, I'm more concerned on team watching as I am player watching cuz you know, I just said I want well, for a lander move, but I, I'm watching. I'm watching a team like the Orioles and what they're going to do. I'm watching a team, the team I still think is the best team in the American League. I still think want to see what the Astros are going to do to improve their team. On the National League side, what do the Dodgers have a plan? What do, arguably, maybe what do the Brewers have planned? You know, they got Mark Canna earlier today from the Mets. Do they have another move up their sleeve? That's the the Diamondbacks. What are the Diamondbacks going to do? Like that, I'm more team watching than I am individualized watch individually watch.
3: That makes sense. But I know the Yankees aren't going to make any moves. So
0: I'd be very surprised if they do. If I can be honest for a minute,
3: I expect nothing less.
0: I I am nothing but but a – I've never been called a smart individual. I've never been called a lot of things. In reality, the Yankees shouldn't be a buyer. We'll get into that conversation more, but they shouldn't be a buyer. Unless it's a long-term buy, but in the short term,
1: sell it. In other news, speaking of Herman, he's pitching right now. No. He's throwing – he's in – He, I guess he uh, He looks like he came in the fifth. He's at 14 pitches right now. So, he is pitching right now. So, I guess the armpit's feeling a little better.
3: Getting <laughs> that face describes my thoughts right now. Uh, okay, Pat, Pat you're
0: going to have to edit this. Oh no! What it, it, in it, the actual fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> the, the, the guy gets scratched from his stuff because he's got a sore armpit because he doesn't want to use deodorant the right way. We're you're down five one. We're gonna bring in the guy with the sore armpit to pitch because we're down four runs. Rifkin, and you we- literally
3: cannot make this up. The comedy writes itself.
0: There should be a new Abbott and Costello out with Boone and Cashman just doing who's on first. No, it like, said who's on first. Who's on the mound? Like, might as well just have Boone pitch. I mean, Jesus Christ! There goes so the Boone. he no. can't start. Well, then why the hell can he get come out of the bullpen? So who's who are you going to start tomorrow then? I'll tell you right now who's scheduled to start tomorrow. Who? Gonna be a Hold on, I'm to it up.
3: Oh, I thought you—I thought we were going to some joke
0: here. I hope it's Mike Messina. <laughs> you want a real joke or Carl Pavano? The world needs Carl Pavano. <laughs> or K. gawa Uh, Ro- Carlos Rodon is scheduled to pitch tomorrow. Okay. Again, Zach Effler.
1: Hi. Pre-game on Domingo Haran from Aaron Boone. I'm going to open quote this. Um, he goes, he feels good today, but we didn't feel like we could risk sending him out there. If we had to pull the plug in the first inning, it puts us in a tough situation. Close quote from Mr. Boone.
0: So you're worried about him pitching the first inning because you, you had a guy who couldn't get out of the first inning last night also. That's all another conversation. Yet, he's good enough to pitch with your team down four runs in the fifth and sixth inning. That makes about as much
2: sense to me as Hunter
0: Biden's laptop does to everyone else. (laughs) What are we doing here? What are we
1: doing? What are we doing, people? All right. We'll get back to the Yankees a little bit later in the show. For now, we're going to switch gears to the NFL. Preseason's upon us. Hall of Fame game this Thursday. Browns and Jets football is officially back Thursday until February, the second second week in February when it ends with Super Bowl.
0: So hurry for football.
1: Yay, football.
0: Football hooray is back. For Super Bowl champion Lions. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would, I I would not be opposed. to That go go Lions
0: because. Are you confirming that's going to happen, Rifkin? I am confirming absolutely nothing.
3: Okay, because I was just about to say on this day, July thirty first, in this year of our Lord, two thousand twenty. Yeah, yeah, you- we
1: we get the shtick, Bill. We know this. I don't think that the, the, the Giants are still in that wing like 14 games, like you people predicted on that Giants. I didn't
2: say 14 games.
1: Fine, 12 games. You're still I think I said 10. No, I think, yeah, I don't know I, I, I'm going to have to look that up. I <laughs> think I said 10. I could be wrong. You may hmm. be right.
3: I may be crazy.
1: Well, you're crazy, according to the New York State Board of Psychiatry.
3: Yes, yeah, so not according to the New York State Board of Psychiatrists.
1: Well, you could be. They they might not release the findings to that.
3: But I just may be the lunatic you're looking for.
1: I played the fifth on that comment. Um. All right. All right. There's a situation up in San Fran, over in San Francisco in SoCal,
3: where we left our heart. Rest in peace, Tony Bennett.
1: Yes. There's a QB battle. Upon us, I think. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, duking it out in SoCal for get that starting QB position. What are our thoughts? Who gets the starting job? Preseason, pre-pre-preseason prediction. Rifkin.
0: If he's healthy, it's Brock freaking Purdy. Because you want to know something about Brock Purdy? Wait for it. He was pretty good last year up until the NFC title game where he got hurt. Listen, Brock Purdy's earned the job. He doesn't deserve to lose because of injury. In in the real world, and this might upset and anger certain people. I would actually try to trade Trey Lance. I hope Trey Lance has a great preseason and the the, the Niners get an offer for him. I hope that happens for him because if he deserves an opportunity, it just won't be in San Francisco. You have Sam Darnold be Brock Purdy's backup. I'd be a okay with that if I'm the Niners.
2: Bill, I'm I'm going to agree with Rifkin about Purdy
3: because he had a, you know, coming in for Garoppolo last year. He just really just tore it up. He had a good. season, and he took this team to the NFC Championship, so I would give Purdy the job, but I would not rule out Trey Lance, though. Like, I'm going to disagree with Mike here because, you know, this was a draft pick that, you know, what, years later you're going to burn. I would say keep keep him, but if it gets to the point where you're set on birdie at Purdy and you want to maybe give Darnold a shot, then maybe it is time to send Lance Packin, so.
1: Listen, many, many teams have burnt burnt that QB pick before. The Browns have built, burnt many picks in the past.
3: Yeah, there's a whole memorial to that to it somewhere in
1: Cleveland. Yeah, well, Cle- Cleveland's had like 30 quarterbacks in the last 20 years, so.
0: And, and, Bill, here's the other part to that. We don't wish for it, but every year there's one quarterback who gets hurt. In yes, unfortunately there is. Would you rather take your chance on Sam Darnold, who you've kind of seen what he is, or take a shot in the dark with Trey Lance, and maybe we've got something here? Okay, you got a you got a fair point. Yeah. Because if you're in the Niners, I'd rather have Darnold be my backup than Trey Lance personally. Mainly because Sam Darnold's got the experience that Trey Lance doesn't have. So, Trey Lance and his athletic ability could give a, a, a team something. I'm looking at you, Minnesota Vikings, something were to add to Kirk Cousins. Because everyone knows if you listen to Wishbone, I'm a Kirk Cousins supporter through and through. <laughs> cousin Kirk. My cousin Kirk. We both wear chains on planes, it's epic.
1: And my uh, thoughts, friends.
2: So yeah, that's what. So yeah, I think
3: the the Niners should stick with Purdy.
1: I agree. Purdy they took
3: him to the NFC Championship, so I would say Purdy all the way.
1: Purdy is the future. The future looks Purdy in San Fran.
3: It's a pretty good situation.
1: Hopefully, it's a good Purdy situation for the Niners with Brock Purdy. <laughs> Other NFL news. There's. There's always some type of beef that happens in, you know, preseason, whether it's players going at it, where, like, if you're Geno Smith and you're thinking about $600 for a meal ticket. (laughs) Or you can be like uh, Sean Payton um, dissing Nathaniel Hackett, saying that, you know what, we're going to do better than what he did here in Denver when he was here. And then, you know, an old friend is like, hey, wait a minute. You shouldn't say that about my coach, my former coach. Aaron Rodgers gets in the, the mix of this situation. And, and basically and basically, goes like Will Smith on this, keep my coach's name out of your mouth. So,
3: Oh, I w- watched that last night. i think, oh, God, it's the Will Smith-Chris Rock situation <laughs> all over
1: again. For people that, you know, have been living under a rock, uh, Nathaniel Hackett was the coach of the Broncos – Last season, and, you know, it was pretty abysmal for the Broncos. Broncos did not do that well. Uh, Broncos country, let's ride for Russell Wilson. The Russell Wilson experiment year one was not that good.
0: Massive failure. <laughs>
1: Massive <Absolutely>. failure. You <laughs> know what? It was a maca dud, for lack of a
0: better term. <laughs> Nathaniel couldn't hack it in Denver. Hack. He couldn't could hack it. it.
1: Hagan couldn't hack it in Denver and he probably couldn't even smoke it either. But you know, that's hey, whatever floats your boat in Colorado. But even, even Rogers came to the fence of his former coach saying, you know, uh to, this comes from uh this comes from this comes from US magazine. Um open quote from Mr. Rogers. It made me feel bad that something of uh, the all right. It made me feel bad that someone who has accomplished a lot in the league is that insecure that they have to take another man down to set themselves up for some for some easy fall if it doesn't go well for that team this year. I think it was way out of line, inappropriate, and I think he needs to keep my coach's name out of his mouth. Close quote. That comes from Mr. Rogers taking a dig at Mr. Payton. Ah. You got to love preseason drama. It's a three ring circus, as they would say.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I want to say, because if I don't say it, someone else won't. First of all, I want to say good on Aaron Rodgers for defending Nathaniel Hackett. Because, but also, did you also hear that Billy Turner, who was a member of the Broncos last season, called Peyton a Effin bum or explicit bum. And he ended the social media post hashtag bounty date
0: Rifkin, your thoughts. I'm gonna start with this. I, I I'm with you, Bill. I'm okay. I, I'm happy Rogers defending this game. I find this hilarious. I feel like it's two
3: teenage girls fighting each other right now.
0: No, here's the thing. I love open honesty. I, I do. Okay. I love the fact that Sean Payton was honest. G- guess what? Sean Payton was right. The Broncos oh, yeah. sucked last year. They, they were terrible last they year. They were on one I- th- Their offense was offensive to watch. It was offensive to have to watch the Denver Broncos play offense last year. Man, you know, so, better,
1: better yet, it made the 0-16 Browns from that one year look good.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm not saying it should have came out or, or whatever it did. Rogers defended his guy. I'm with Patchy. I had the same vibes of uh, will Smith, when he said, keep your coach's name out of your mouth. And when these two teams play each other this year, I want at midfield Rodgers to walk up to Sean Payton and slap him like he's Chris Rock and walk away. <laughs> and then the Broncos just beat the Jets. That That would be hilarious to me. I kind of like this. I think this also can light a fire under the Broncos by saying, hey, look, it was the coach last year. It wasn't this. If Russell Wilson sucks again this year, then it's Russell Wilson. And Nathaniel Hack gets um, just a little bit of justice. But outside of that, I I don't care. I love it. Give it to. Give me the drama here, here between these two teams. So uh, it's like, but you know, like here
3: is the. Th- thing and you know what you are right that that Peyton was right the broncos were were awful last year and i want to say i forgot who said it in our um season opener for gridiron i want to say it was noah who said that he thought the broncos were like i actually i don't remember who said it but somebody said it, it Noah, if you're listening, no offense, I just don't remember if you said this or not, who said that the Broncos were the most overrated team coming into the year. And he was right. But like I said, good on Aaron Rodgers for defending his guy. Um, what do you think about, those someone like Billy Turner, guys, who brought up, who put hashtag Bounty
1: Gate? Hmm. People say stupid things at times. I'll leave it at that.
3: Do you think he has a point, or do you think
1: things like bounty gate are just buzzwords at this point? They're
0: so just buzzwords just to get,
1: as the old saying goes in the internet world, it's to get clicks.
0: By the way, if you remember, Greg Williams was the one with bounty gate. John Payton was just the head coach of the team. It was Greg Williams's idea, and Greg, who was Greg Williams, DC of last, the New York Jets. <laughs> it's all connected.
3: But, you know, my Uh, thing with Bounty Gate is, listen, Sean Payton, he got suspended for a year. He paid his dues.
2: He paid his dues. Stop bringing it up.
1: Move on. Speaking of moving on, I have one baseball fact before we get to
2: our main event. We'll go.
1: In Oracle Park, where the San Francisco Giants play, there have been many home runs, but this one home run feed has not been done in Oracle Park. I learned this today on TikTok while watching, uh, watching someone do this, Try to do this in MLB, the show. Can you name me what has not been done in Oracle Park?
2: It hasn't been done in Oracle Park. A Grand Slam?
0: No. No. can't say out of the stadium because McCovey Cove is right there. It's not a perfect game because Matt Cain threw a perfect game or a no-hitter there.
2: Hmm.
1: A cycle? No. Bill, you got a guess?
3: Uh multi-home run games no. dude Barry Bonds
0: played there.
3: <laughs> oh, I got that. Okay, no, Oracle and t have the same thing. That's my fault. Dang yeah,
0: it's all one ballpark. They just went through more name changes than Cher or Madonna. So
1: in Oracle Park, a right-handed batter has not hit a ball into McCovey Cove. Wow, that's interesting. It's all been left-handed batters. All left-handed batters have hit. Hmm. I learned that today on TikTok. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, so that's your fun fact of the day coming from the patch, man.
2: Hmm.
1: But it's the main event here on SIP. The Mets and the Yankees. Who is the worst of the two?
3: The New York... Okay, we're just gonna admit this now. Both New York teams are trash.
1: I, I, they're they're not trash. They're underperforming. No, they're trash. I'm, I'm
2: good.
3: And you know one what, of them is uh,
1: I'll go one of them is trash, and one of them is underperforming.
3: And like here's the thing. you know, record wise, I think the Mets have a worse record.
1: And the Mets have the Mets have a worse record, but they have had the better July. They're I think they've gone fifteen and nine, while the Yankees have gone ten and fourteen.
3: No, that is absolutely correct. But
1: the problem is,
3: and you know what? And here's where I say where I think the Yankees could be the worse. You never thought you'd hear those out of my mouth. Um. Yeah. Fun fact: After losing two out of three to the Orioles, it is now the first time since 1966. The year my mom was born. That the okay. Yankees were in last place and the Orioles were in first. This was the first the last time this happened was when was the year my mom was born. So love your mom. Anyway. Um but here's the thing with the Yankees.
2: If you get to organization and leadership, there is none. There is none. Hal Steinbrenner doesn't care. You've heard me say this on Bomber's
3: Banter six million times, and I'll say it six million more. Hal Steinbrenner doesn't care. Brian Cashman is a puppet for the nerds in the front office.
2: And... Aaron Boone is the biggest dumbass on the planet. Because... Hey, Top tier dumbass. What was that?
1: Top tier dumbass. Top tier yeah. dumbass.
2: Yeah.
3: 100% agreed. And with the Yankee, like the dumb decisions, yeah. like yesterday, why didn't you play Aaron Judge? this is someone who seemed to be doing fine. He played Friday. He played Saturday. And they're like, oh, we're just not going to play it for abundance of caution. Either something's going on that we don't know or Boosh is being an idiot because when they did like the interview on Sunday Night Baseball game and Rifkin, you were right. The Sunday Night Baseball game broadcasts are terrible.
0: Um, they're, sorry to cut you off. ESPN, if you're listening, I know that you are. Carl Ravage, Eduardo Perez, David Cohn are not listenable. Just... I would rather call the game myself while I'm watching it on mute. You can go right? Rifkin, you thinking in.
3: what
1: I'm thinking? Rifkin, you thinking what I'm thinking? Um. <laughs> anyway. I think people would mute more if they heard both of you talking at the same time.
3: Hey, we work no. together well, but anyway. The thing is, it's like Boone was like, yeah, he'll be ready to suit up. Uh, he'll be ready to come in the game. But I'm like thinking, you know, just like we were talking about with Domingo Herman, It's like he's scratching. We don't want to risk anything, but yet he's coming in to pitch. If you're taking an abundance of caution, an abundance of caution,
2: which you shouldn't be taking, then why are you having him suit up? Wow. This... I If I were to take a shot for every time
3: Boone made a dumb decision, I would be dead of alcohol poisoning by an hour.
1: You're Irish. You're fine.
3: <laughs> but it is so ridiculous. This team just, it's a, like when it comes to organization, it's a mess. And the Mets, you know, Mike, I'm going to chime you in here because you're our resident Met fan. Um but at least the Mets have something you know have some kind of you know like with the Trey yeah Max Scherzer say whatever but you know you got a prospect that could be good could couldn't be but the organization and the leadership in the Mets you know talk about that Rifkin it, better or worse than how the Yankees are right now in that department.
0: Okay, so 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 we we're talking about the short term, not the long
3: term. Yeah, let's talk about the short term.
0: Okay, can can, can I eventually make this into the long term?
2: You may absolutely make this into okay. the long term.
0: So the reason in the short term on why the Mets are a little bit better. Okay. One, what you just said about Judge. If he was activated and he's a hundred percent, he has to play every game because you're not in the playoffs. You're 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 in last place, you're in a seller, you are bottom feeding. You brought up leadership and Max Scherzer and, and listen, I think Max Scherzer, I just said about Sean Pete, Max Scherzer is an honest guy to a fault. I think what he said was raw emotion and that got the best of him. And the Mets said, listen, if we do this, would you, you know, you know, wave your no trade close? He said, yeah, that's done over with. So leadership qualities are fine. You know, there's been reports about how the ball club was last year opposed to this year. Don't care. They lost a lot of guys in free agency. I've yelled a lot about Buck Showalter this year, but I would a thousand percent rather have Buck Showalter managing my team than Aaron Boone. But that's I, just the but, but. But again, I also told you, you know, Steve Cohen's well on the spend where I don't know if Hal Steinbrenner is.
3: Wait, Steve Cohen's... This is just all short-term stuff. Yeah. huh? Oh, can you say that again about Steve Cohen? You just cut out for a second.
0: Oh, he's willing to spend. Where Hal Steimer, we don't know. He's willing to. He's willing to offer the money when he seems feasible. Call, judge. Outside of those two signings, what's worked out?
3: Oh, you're you're hundred percent
0: correct. Brian Cashman is only still the general manager because of what he did in the '90s and early 2000s. Aaron Boone's still the manager, one, because Brian Cashman knows he's gotta pop it, but two because of the walk-off home run and the O3 ALCS off of Tim Wakefield.
3: Aaron Boone is basically like the kid who
0: peaked in high school. And I uh, listen, I, I don't try to be mean to Aaron Boone. He's just not a good manager. Oh no, I'm but, mean to him all the time. Have you listened to Bomber's banter? I'm always
3: I'm always ripping him apart.
0: So, so let's fast forward because I'm going to go into the future.
3: Okay. And I'm, I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. Okay.
0: So so let, let's just go te- team each. Okay. Pete Alonso is the Mets version of Aaron Judge. Yes. He, he's the captain. He, he should be the next captain, leader, so on and so forth. Who am I going to take to age better, Giancarlo Stanton or Francisco Lindor? I'm going to take Lindor. No, oh, I would too. Because Judge's injury history bothers me. Wait, you said Stanton? I said Stanton. Okay. Stanton's injury history bothers me. Because then so, you said
3: Judge. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: I could have, but but again, Judge has a higher injury history than Alonzo. But again, no, that's I'm to, true. i I'm that's to put that true away. because I if don't think you- I don't think there's a more disappointing player in the Yankee lineup outside of Stanton than Glaber-Torres at times.
3: Yeah, because you were saying they should just trade him off.
0: Right, I, and, and listen, that's not not Glaber. I think he would get Cody Bellinger syn- syndrome, and he would thrive outside of the New York spotlight. That's what probably would happen, in all honesty. But Anthony Volpe's a rookie. I'm not going to get on him. DJ LeMayhew, you should have let him take the 5-100 from the Toronto Blue Jays instead of giving him a sixth year. Because he hasn't aged well either. Then let's go to the outfield. I mentioned Judge before. Harrison Bader, he's really good when he's healthy. Actually, some might say he's a master when he's healthy. If no one catches on to that joke, I'm going to be very disappointed. Yeah,
3: no, Harrison Bader. No, I like Harrison Bader.
0: Is he a master, do
3: you think? I would say he he can't. He comes in when needed. So,
0: I, I'm so happy this just happened on the show. And oh, then Vader. they don't
3: have a left fielder. You sound like my father.
0: And um. they don't have. Let's be honest, Tagashioka couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. <laughs> Agreed. So, so then let's go to let's go to the rotation for a second. Garrett Cole's locked up, and he's still really good. Rodon, we're still waiting for him to do anything. And
3: listen, Rodon, he's coming off an injury, so I'm willing to cut him a little bit of slack.
0: But but again, long-term investment was made in him. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking the wrong way. Go right ahead. No, it's okay. Severino after last night, can we put a fork in the Severino conversation? No, I've been saying, Reg and I have been
3: saying
2: this, either put him in the pen
0: or, you know, Domingo Herman—he can't start because of an arm. But he can come out of the bullpen. This is a pitcher who a month ago pitched a perfect game, and look. Yeah, yeah. he threw a perfect game, and then he gives up four home runs to the Mets. But then, then you there's know, Clark Schmidt. The, you know,
3: let, let me just say something about Herman real quick. I'm sorry to cut you off, Mike. But no, go ahead. My thing with Herman is, is when he's pitching good, dumbass Aaron Boone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> see, see, that's the other thing. You think that's Boone? I think it's higher up the Boone. You think it's Cashman? I think it's Cashman. Because, so, like
3: the game, and I talked about this on Bombers Banter, which should be dropping soon. Um, it's out. It is.
1: Yeah, we'll
3: put it out it's today. Out. Um. Anyway, but with Boone, uh, with Herman, though, my problem is with Herman with. With that, is it that that last game?
2: That last game before the that last game before the All Star break
3: against the Cubs when oh, when he came, was rolling
0: and then Boone pulled
3: Yeah, and he only threw 74 pitches, and Boone comes up with a dumbass excuse of, Well, we didn't want to fatigue you know him.
2: <laughs> All star break. is gonna have a week off. Him
3: on the biggest team on the back. run this team better than you.
0: He can probably run this team better than you. And then um, there's Clark a, Schmidt, young pitcher, let him develop. All right, so, so then the bullpen's the bullpen, yeah. Like, like I, like I said, Alonzo is the Mets version of Judge. No yeah. one's gonna deny it. I will not deny at it. second base. The Mets have a plethora of young guys coming through the system, or they could just put Jeff McNeil there. Despite a down year, hit, won the batting title last year. Lindor talked about before. Going to go to the outfield for a minute. Starling Marte's under contract for another two years. They could move him if they want to in the winter. Nemo, long-term part of the solution. Going to need a left fielder at some point because they just dealt Mark So, I'm going to combine a couple of guys here. Third base, you got Brett Beatty. Behind the plate, you got Francisco Alvarez on the bench for some stupid-ass reason. There's Mark Vientos. Those three guys in their development could be huge for the Mets. Alvarez has already got a 20-homer season. Then you go to the pitching. Verlander, I wouldn't move him. But he is an older guy. Jose Quintana, older guy. But Kodai Senga signed a five-year deal. So he's part of the long-term future. When I say long-term, I mean three, four years. David Peterson and Tyler McGill, you have to hope they develop into the pitchers you thought they would be. Then you go forward. There's more guys coming through the system. Bullpen. Edwin Diaz is as locked down as it gets. If it weren't for the stupid world baseball classic, he would have been healthy at the back end of the bullpen this year. And if you look at the Met contracts outside of Lindor, they're all short-term deals for the most part. Eventually Alonzo will get a long-term mm-hmm. deal, but they're all shorter-term deals where the Yankees – they're locked into the Stanton contract travel much longer. They're locked into the judge contract for eight more years. They're locked in on a Garrett Cole contract. They're locked in on a Carlos Rodon contract. Yes. That's money that's going to be tied up for the next number of years, which prevents you from making deals and other things if you don't want to pay the luxury tax that which Hal Steinbrenner fears for some reason.
3: Because, like, here's the thing, and, you know, I've said this, like, with Judge, my issue, it's not the, it wasn't the money that bothered me, it was the amount of years that bothered me. And when you were saying, like, with the big-term contracts, like, what we just saw with Judge, if that happens again, we're stuck with him.
0: And and, and that's the problem here. It's It's not about how you make the investment. But you are already looking at a guy in Judge who's already 30, 31. And you're locking him up for nine years. But guess what? You're going to say, oh, as he ages, we can put him in as the DH. But right now, the DH spot is occupied by Stanton because he can't play the field for whatever stupid reason. So, And Stanton and Judge, let's be real honest, Judge and Stanton are the same guy. They're big guys who could hit the ball really far.
3: But that's not always needed. Sometimes you need to keep the ball on the ground.
0: Right. And that's what the Mets were good at last year, small ball. They haven't done that well this year. But I also think because not all that money is tied up in the long term, I think that's why the Mets are in a better position than the Yankees.
2: I can. know
3: that's a very interesting point, and I thank you for bringing that up because – you know why I said the Yankees are worse off than the Mets right now because, like I said, everything is just a mess. Because you know what, and I know you criticize Buck Showalter. I want to say, who do you think would have a better, a higher chance of getting fired at the end of the at the end of the season, Aaron Boone or Buck Showalter?
0: If the seasons end as they are now, yeah, Boone.
3: I think in a just insane world, boom.
0: But, but. He, here's what I think: Steve Cohen likes Buck Showalter. I think he likes Buck Showalter. I think there's a lot of respect between him and Buck Showalter. To where if Buck Show, the only way I think Buck would leave after the year is if it's on Buck's terms, or under the recommendation of he he's got someone else in mind to take the job, which I don't see Buck wanting to leave after this.
2: Like, yeah, but, you know,
3: in a just and sane world, Boone should be fired, but you know Steinbrenner is not going to do that. You
2: know Brian Cashman's not going to do that.
0: No, but but you know what? And he, Here's the problem with Hal Steinbrenner. One, he doesn't make himself regularly available to the media. Now, that's a problem I had with Steve Cohn. but Steve Cohn, when things were going bad, Steve Cohn came out, he faced the media, he said, listen, I'm not firing Billy Epler, I'm not firing Buck, I have faith that this team can turn it around. Now, I'm a stupid idiot and an optimist at the same time, and I still think this team can turn it around too. There's a lot of talent there. But I don't see how Steinbrenner coming out and saying any of this. He wants to run and hide to the Michael Kay show, a exactly. show on his network. And if like he went even- out and faced real reporters, and this is not a knock on the Michael K show because I've I really enjoyed Don LaGreca. Oh, I like him too. Face the real, answer the real questions here, and go. This is a problem. We need to fix it. The he did Yankees do a press conference to...
3: last month, though. He did do a press conference in June, Al Steinbrenner.
0: The Yankees have coasted on their history. They have not won a World Series in 14 years. The Mets have been to the World Series more recently than the Yankees. And I don't want to hear crap about, all oh, the Astros cheated in 2017. We would have went to the World Series in that's a lame excuse, and I'm here playing the world's smallest violin for you. Because what was the reason the Astros swept in the in the ALCS last year? Huh? What team. was it? I They're don't know. Kenya. they cheat again, or are they just better than you, Pat. You're gonna like this one. Or are the Astros just better than you, and you know it? Yeah. And you no know, the thing is.
3: But no, I have heard some people, when Yankee players are getting booed, I have heard people go, how dare you boo this fine organization? How dare you boo? No, if we're going to boo, I think you need to hear our frustration. And you know, and I said this on Bomber's Banter, here's a spoiler. I said, I I issued a little challenge to Mr. Steinbrenner, and here was my challenge. At the next home game, don't sit in your little posh little luxury box with your Chardonnay and your caviar. Sit in the fa- sit in the stands with the fans. Listen to our frustration. Maybe that'll say, hey, you know what? I really got to do something.
2: The fans are not happy. But, but
0: that's the thing. You Hal got to do Stein- it. Hal Steinbrenner's not a fan. He cares about his pocket. Guess what? Steve Cohen is a Mets fan. He knows what it's like to be one of the people. Yeah, he is one of us. One of us. One of us.
3: And the problem is, it's like, because with George, you know, George wasn't a, he grew up an Indians fan, but he, I remember this one story when George Steinbrenner was a kid and he went to go see the Indians play the Yankees. And his father told him, You root for the Indians, but we don't boo the Yankees. We respect them because
2: of their tradition of excellence. Again, that was like probably back in like the 40s. But he said,
3: we don't boo them. We respect them. And and George kind of kept that mindset. He said, this is a team that has a tradition of excellence, and we're going to keep it that way. And we're going to continue that tradition. Well, how? He just doesn't care, and I feel like I've said this a million times. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care. People are still going to games. People are still buying overpriced beer and overpriced food. So he's like,
0: hey. And and that's your issue, right there.
1: Eventually, eventually, the Yankee fans. My, I'll say this, minus the bleacher creatures, because where they're passionate. Oh, I love the bleacher creatures. Yes, that's not the point here right now. With um, the bleach my bleacher creatures. Eventually, Yankee fans themselves are going to get fed up with what they're watching. They're just not going to show up. Yankee fans, granted, it, it won't be the extreme of like the Athletics, where they're going to have main Yankee fan Yankee stands going to have three thousand people in it. But eventually, you're just going to see Yankee fans get fed up and not show up to the baseball game. It's one. It's already expensive hell to go to a Yankee game. Two, when they suck, just don't show up. Or better, show up and boo that team till changes are made. And by the way, the Yankees in the last 7 days are only batting 2.25. True. Four home four home runs, 17 RBIs, um They've gone and walked 25 times, and they struck out 43 times, and they got three stolen bases in that seven-day stretch.
3: Hey, with going to games, though, there'd be an upside of going to the games while they suck. You know what that is? I
0: no mean, lines. What? No, no lines. lines. Hey, Tickets are going to be dirt cheap, so. But, 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 Bill, would they? They're the Yankees.
3: No, what do I mean if you go to, like, third-party ticket sellers.
0: But Here's the other issue, and this is when I had a beef with the front office. Oh, I do, too. Remember last year, Game 5 against the Guardians? Yes, we've talked about this. The Monday night rainout. Yes. And they didn't reimburse the fans who went and sat through the rain before they called the damn game? That's when you know it's about the pocket money. Because most people
3: said, "I already got you guys' money," so bye.
0: No voucher for parking. No this. No that. That is utter crap. And no family season retreat. Hey, if
3: you can't make tomorrow's game, we'll give you a voucher for next season. If you, you know.
0: Yeah, if you can't go to Tuesday afternoon's game, exactly. Here's a one for a game good for next year,
2: and. That's the problem with Hal Steimer, and that's the problem with this team. And,
3: and you know what? And that's why I would say this is coming from a diehard Yankee fan.
2: This is coming from a diehard Yankee fan. I think the Yankees are worse than the Mets.
0: I think we've all agreed on that.
3: And that's why I and, – and, you know, like I said with Judge, and then when you said with the pitching, who do we got? Derek and that's it.
0: Patch, you know, since
2: you're the neutral third party here, yes, do you sir. have anything to add? The problem is, I'll say this with New York
1: baseball right now, the Mets should be, they're, they're slightly better this year. Both teams are underperforming and both of them are sucking wind out of a sail or whatever you want to classify classify it as. To me, if everyone was healthy and everything was perfect in New York baseball, the Mets are the better baseball team because they had the bats. Because the Mets know how to play small ball, the Mets had met the Mets had the pitching until they started selling their their pitching off from other players. The Yankees, to me, you know, all they what the Yankees is they don't have the right manager at the helm. They had the right manager to help since Joe Torrey, in my opinion. Granted, you know, Girardi brought them the World Series in 2009, but who gives a flip-flop? They bought that one. Yes. we we Hard debate. They bought that one. I will agree with risking on that one. That's a debate for a different day. But since 2009, okay, you've, you've made the playoffs every year since, I think it was like 2016 when they started the, the, the rerun of, you know, ma- making the playoffs. But, okay, yeah. 2016, <laughs> lost. You, you, you make a couple American League Championship Series appearances. And you lost. You lost. Like, you, the Yankee, like, this is like the 60s and 70s New York Yankees where, you know, they're in that World Series rut where they just can't put um, water in a bucket and bring it up the hill to water the flowers. The Mets, I, I, I still give the Mets. You know, in the next few years, the Mets will win a World Series again before the Yankees. Like I say, I said I when talking with our friend old ops guy. I said the Yankees are gonna finish under five hundred in the next few years, and at this rate, it might happen this season, and that might. You're that, not. You're not wrong. That could potentially happen. I want that needs to happen for change to happen in New York. As long as the Yankees keep finishing under over 500 or better yet even they finish at 500 miraculously that that keeps Boone in the front office. That keeps Cashman in their job in his job until the Yankees finish under 500 and it takes Hal Steinbrenner to get the smelling salt from out of the bag up his nose to smell it to make changes, it's not going to happen because th- to me, the Yankees finishing over 500 and squeaking to the playoffs or just missing the playoffs is a win for Mr. Steinbrenner. That's a win because th- that shows positive progress towards another world, the 28th world series championship. But in fact, give them a 500 underseason, tank the last two months of the season, fucking clean house. Get rid of everyone. Get everybody. You know what? It's time. The Yankees need a rebuild. Fuck it. Yankees need a rebuild. Build it around Cole and Pitchin. Build it around Judge and Volpe and Cabrera when he gets called up. Focus on your prospects. That's what the Yankees need to do. do You know what? If we don't see the Yankees win a World Series again until the 2030s, I am fine with that. You know, obviously, that's a sweet moment for everyone and a sweet victory for everybody in the long run. But for that that would be good for the Yankees.
0: Uh, for argument's sake, Bill, who would you rather see pl- play in the outfield? Jake Bowers or Jason Dominguez? Dominguez. I'd rather see Dominguez. I got to see him play. Okay. But, you- so, so, but, but, but that's my point. And it's the same argument I have with the Mets, because I'd rather see Mark Vientos at DH than Daniel Vogelback, who, by the way, every time he strikes out, shouldn't even be allowed near a buffet. But Danny that's here and there. You have to let your young players develop. Absolutely.
3: No, no, no. no. You guys are right. And I'm glad we have this conversation.
2: Any team, you
0: want your arguments. Look at the Reds. They let the young players develop. They didn't overly spend a bunch of money. And they're out there battling their ass off for a playoff spot.
1: Why do you think, you know, teams in, you know, perfect example, the O's and the Rays have been successful the last few years, rely on the farm system. And, and, they don't, and let's they, be honest, the Rays do this every freaking year. The Rays rely on the farm system. And then, you know, when they know times are getting tough, you know, where they're not going to make the playoffs or, you know, f- just merely the playoffs. They know know when to sell off players. They know when to sell players because they know they they have the farm system. That's why they had the best farm system in 2019. Yeah. That's why the O's
0: have the best one in 2023. And again, they've let those guys develop. But now you know what they could do? They can use that great farm system and get them what they really think they need here at the trade deadline. The Yankees are, you know what, the Yankees
1: are the evil empire. The evil empire is just finally crumbling, and it's Hail Mary, Hail, Hail Mary full of grace, and Lord everyone's rejoiced. Thee, blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Yes, you didn't have to do the whole thing. I was just saying that the, the 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 Hail Mary full of grace, you know, everyone's just happy that the Yankees are sucking wind in a fire. But Dude, I'm Irish
3: way. Catholic. You knew that was coming.
1: Yes, I know that was coming, Bill, but regardless. I'm trying to do my cake right now because I let you guys talk for a little bit. All right. It's all right. With the Yankees, unload, focus on the future, what's down in the, the, the minor leagues, call up your big prospects, rebuild for a few years, and get ready for the 2030s and win a World Series. That's not going to happen because that's not the Yankee mentality. The Yankee mentality is go out and spend big money to get players that are going to underperform or just be hurt once they get a big paycheck and stub their toe
2: that was a jab
1: at judge wasn't it yes it was <laughs> that's another thing you know what judge i i said that right away as soon as he got that big paycheck he's going to get hurt and cuz that that's a yankee curse inside of itself whenever the yankees sign someone to big money some dumb shit happens with them whether it's hurt or you know they decide to juice it up a little bit sorry rod i love you but you know just when you give someone a bunch of money to come play for the Yankees, dumb shit happens. I'm not saying you you let judge walk, but you know, yeah, you give them half of that, and then you give them incentives. Give incentives that's what that's what baseball needs incentives instead of people getting paid five hundred million dollars to swing a bat.
2: I see what you're saying so. Yeah, so
3: I think we can all agree Yankees are worse than the Mets right now.
1: Yes. And the rates of it, the Yankees are going to be a few short outs away from being one step closer to being under 500. And by the way, that hasn't happened since 92.
2: Yeah, I know.
3: I'm actually currently reading a book right now about the Yankees' late dynasty in the 90s, but they talk about like the Yankees in the 80s and early to mid nineties as well. So, and I'm hearing all about that right now.
0: Here's the
2: question, hardcover or like on a tablet? Um, Audiobook. It's just not reading with extra steps. If
3: any, well, no, cause I'm more of an auditory processor. So,
0: mm. so yeah. I was just if, curious
3: if anyone wants to check it out, it's called from chumps to champs and it's by Bill Pennington.
0: Long-lost cousin of Chad Pennington, former NFL quarterback. Probably. I have no idea
1: if that's true. Yankees currently fifty-five and fifty, and and last place in the AL East, heading into
0: fifty-five and fifty-one after tonight's loss. Yes.
1: Hypothetically, fifty-five and fifty-one. We've seen comebacks happen in the bottom of the ninth. I've seen it many times with my team blowing blowing in at the ninth. So that's I'm, fair. I'm, I'm leaving it with that no. but you know.
2: Anything we, else?
1: Other than that, um
3: no. I have nothing. I guess in the words of Imagine Dragons, there's nothing else to say.
0: That's when their demons come. Because it's radioactive. And it's time. And it's natural. Because
1: you we're on would... top of the world. Both of you are going to be swimming with sharks if you don't both shut up with Imagine Dragons. Dude, I think Shark Week was last week. No, that's a song by Imagine Dragon Sharks. And the line is, you're hot and you're cold and you're swimming with sharks. So both of you are going to be swimming with sharks if you don't stop with the Imagine Dragons.
0: See, I always take the line swimming with sharks like a gangster line. I mean, you're going to go sleep with the fishies tonight.
3: Uh, at least we're not tiptoeing around it.
0: I'm going to both put you in an
1: Amish paradise soon but if you don't both of you stop.
3: You know what? We love you too, Patchman. man. Weird Al for
1: oh. president. Fuck it.
3: Okay, okay, okay. I'm done. I'm
1: done. I'm done. We, we've gotten two F-bombs out of Rifkin tonight. I'm proud of this show. Uh, true. You know,
3: this is a this was fun.
1: This was fun. People, you know where to go find us on the socials. S-I-N Real, S-I-N Insanity. Website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com to keep up with all the blogs. YouTube, Sports Insanity Network to keep up with all the vlogs. Um, Once again... Hey, Thursday, football's back until the second weekend in February after Super Bowl. So, hey, football's back. Can't wait. Game 15, top of the third. I'm Lawrence Patchman
0: Lang.
3: I'm Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. Stay safe and take care.
0: I'm Mike, the Pum Master Rifkin. Namaste, Later, everybody. To... Later. No namaste out of this one? No namaste, no, not today.
1: Not today? All right. Take a night to your mama. And as always, say goodnight to mama. Mama loves you. Say goodnight to papa. Papa loves you too. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here, president of the Sports and Sanity Network. Just reminding you to go to our website, Network, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports and
2: Sanity Network.